Welcome to the Business with Bordeaux podcast, where we're bringing basic business tips to entrepreneurs and the future leaders of tomorrow. Let's get down to business. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I thank you so much for tuning into the show this week. And all of you who have been rocking with me from day one, you are awesome. And those who jumped on while the ride was already going, I hope it's been great for you. But uh, but yeah, we have a great interview this week with Justin Sarachik from Rapzilla. And so if you've seen you know articles from there, uh, especially here lately, they were probably done by him. He's a great journalist. Uh, he's also had a lot of experience in interviewing some uh, folks that you probably have heard of. And uh, so he shares a lot about that. And toward the end of the episode, we actually give some do's and don'ts for doing music submissions. So if you are an indie artist, make sure you stay tuned to the whole entire thing or just anybody, anybody, because these are a lot of great professional tips that we give during that section as well, even if you're not submitting music to Christian hip hop websites. So, but before we jump into it, though, I do want to thank our, or the patrons for the show, Mr. Aaron Simpkins at TrueStrengthApparel.com. He's got some exciting things in the works, and so I'm excited to, uh, for whenever that hits, hopefully it'll happen soon. But just stay tuned at TrueStrengthApparel.com to uh, be aware of what's going on there. And also, LT Smith, he is a Christian hip-hop artist who has been supporting the show probably over a year now. So uh, I thank both of them guys for helping out uh, with the cost of the show. If you want to support the show, you can head over to BusinessWithBordeaux.com and find out more about how you can do so there. And so anyway, without further ado, here's my interview with Justin Sarachik from RepZilla.com. Alrighty, welcome back to another episode uh, or interview here at the Business with Bordeaux podcast. I have a gentleman with me who actually is kind of in the same field of work that I do, only he does it for Rapzilla. I do it for here at Track Stars. But I have with me Mr. Justin Sarachik. How you doing, man? Hey, hey, hey. Good to be here. Thank you. You pronounced my name right, so that's dope. And uh, it's nice to get a, a Rapzilla Track Stars collab going on. I know you had Chad Horton on before. Um, so it's, it's good to be back and be friendly, friendly competition, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting Whenever I first, I told Chad this, I don't know if it was on mic or not, but, uh, you know, whenever I first joined with track stars, I always looked at Repzilla as a competition, but now I kind of see it as like two, uh, two churches in like the same city that kind of have different missions. And so it's not really competition. It's just, you know, they're, they're not doing the exact same thing. Uh, same overall message, but they just kind of do it a little bit different. At the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, we're trying to serve uh, pretty much the same audiences, and each of us has something that we're that we're bringing exactly. to the table that's a little different, and and we can you know serve people that way. So it's dope. It's definitely dope pushing the culture, and you know, just just doing work. Yeah, man. So uh, I really appreciate you, you know, taking the time and being on the show. And uh, so you've had a lot of experience with journalism, with uh, interviewing people. Want to jump into that as well as music submissions. Um, towards the end of the interview, I think it's very important that we just share with people a little bit of what they should not do whenever they're trying to send music to, especially Christian media outlets. Um. So I know there's a lot of things you probably want to get off your chest. So we're going to allow that for this interview. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's very rare that you really get to talk with people that experience the same things that you do. And so just being able to air it out a little bit is always fun. And, and uh, 
and just a little bit of ventation, if that's even a word. But but yeah, man, just uh, I just want people to get to know you just a little bit. I mean, they see your face on you know Rapzilla articles all the time, but just let people know just kind of you know where you come from and what kind of got you started into this whole journalism thing. Yeah, well, I uh, I've always been a musician in bands. Uh, I started out as a drummer sometime in 2002 um, and was just making a ton of music with my friends through high school. And I eventually got to a point where I realized I wasn't that good of a drummer for the bands that I was playing in. And I liked, and I liked writing music and, and writing, you know, lyrics and singing and rapping a little bit. So uh, sometime around 2008, uh, which I'm still in this band currently, they're called Process of Fusion. Uh, I became the, the vocalist of a rap rock band. Um, and uh, I, you know, always just loving music, always being involved in the culture, hip hop, rock, everything. And I loved writing. I wanted to be a creative writer, but I'm like, what, what am I going to do as a creative writer? Um, so I, I really didn't have a vision for myself. So when I got to college, I decided I would take journalism. Um, and that was in 2006 uh, when I went to college. So, so yeah, flash forward. And sometime around 2010, I was doing an internship at the local Staten Island newspaper, The Advance. And I wound up doing a photo shoot with my band uh, with this guy named Scott Volweiler, who owned Broken Records magazine. And I made a joke to him. I was like, if you let me write for your magazine, um, I'll do I'll do better than the guy who hooked us up with this photo shoot. So we, we kind of just had a laugh about it because we were all friends, like including that guy I was talking about. Um, but but <laughs> but he took it seriously and he was like, all right, here, you want to write, you want to do stuff. So I began writing and, you know, working with some of the other writers. And was, this was all freelance. You know, we were all working for free, but doing really cool stuff. Um, and eventually... I moved my way up to be the editor-in-chief of his magazine because he wasn't a writer. You know, he just owned it. Um, he was a photographer. He was into music as well. And uh, so him and I really just started moving and doing stuff for a couple of years. We were getting into major festivals, um, interviewing major artists, Carrie Underwood, Scott Stapp, Colton Dixon, a young Ed Sheeran, um, P.O.D., like we, we were having all these guys on our cover. We were seeing their shows. We were doing photography. We we're getting to meet them. And, you know, they're thinking we're this legitimate magazine and we're maybe like 15 people, <laughs> photographers and, and just writers doing this for free. I'm 19 years old or 20 years old. Um, you know, we're selling, we're actually printing the magazine. He, he had a printer in his house. He bought a printer, like an industrial type printer. And we would sit and we would do the layout and we'd do the whole magazine um, and, you know, we'd sell a couple hundred copies. We did really good with, with, um, David Cook. If you remember David Cook from American Idol, his fans were like ravenous. So wow. we had him on the cover and that was our huge magazine where we sold a couple thousand copies. Uh, like the David Cook fan club got a hold of it <laughs> and, <laughs> and, uh, and he actually promoted it on his Facebook. So, I mean, it was really cool. Um, so we just, we just kept doing that. And, you know, eventually I got a job in 2011, right out of college, working for the Christian Post, uh, where I was just an SEO type writer, writing a lot of junk scrap articles. I was like, yeah, I get to work for the 
biggest Christian publication in the world at the time was getting around 14 million views a month. Um, but I wasn't doing any of the reporting that I thought I would be doing. I'd, I'd be writing about like video games and Kim Kardashian and, and basically things. Nice. Yeah. Basically things that were going to draw traffic to the website. So other people's articles about the Christian <laughs> stuff can get read. Um, That's terrible, man. I mean, how, how did that feel? It, 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 I mean, it sucked for lack of a better word. It, and it, it was, it was kind of crazy because, you know, these articles actually wouldn't show up on the website. They would just be, you could find them on Google and lots of websites actually function in this way where there, there's a whole team. It's almost like a deep web search where these, all these mysterious writers are writing all of these, these generic traffic driven articles, but you never see these articles on the website. There is no way to find them unless you find that direct link on Google. Um, so that's basically what I was doing. And, you know, we had these crazy deadlines. You had to write five, five plus articles a day. You needed 35,000 hits a week. And at the beginning, I wasn't, I wasn't hitting it because I wasn't used to that sort of journalism. I was coming out of doing interviews and reviews. And, you know, we had not that many people reading our magazines. Now they're asking me to write articles where 35,000 people are going to have to read it a week on the minimum. So it was it was uh it was definitely a rough uh stretch of time for me. Eventually they moved me to this website called gnl.com which was like a a Christian version of YouTube and they kind of made me a guinea pig with with two other people and they were just like here just upload all these videos and fill this website with content. So I did that for about a year. And actually, this is where Broken Records comes back in. I was still doing that on the side, obviously not making any money, but running a magazine while doing a full-time job. And I wound up getting, we wound up getting an interview with Scott Stapp of Creed, and he was coming to Staten Island, New York, where I live. And he was going to sing at a school with these kids, PS22. It's a pretty um, famous school for stuff like this, if you look them up on YouTube. And I told my boss, I was like, hey, um... I have a chance to get Scott Stapp for the Christian Post, even though I wasn't writing for them. And Scott Stapp is um, a professing Christian. He had just dropped a book. I was like, I can get him here, you know, tomorrow or, or the day after. Uh, I can get him here. And he's like, yeah, but you're not a reporter. You know, you upload videos. <laughs> and I'm like, Dang. yeah. And, on, and I'm going back and forth. And I was like, he's going to be on Staten Island tomorrow. It's a big opportunity for me. And, you know, they, they, they didn't really see the need. So... <laughs> I uh, foolishly, but this gamble actually worked. I emailed HR and I was like, hey, I'm gonna, I'm going to be out tomorrow. I need a, to use a personal day or something like that. And then my boss right away walked to my desk. He's like, I told you no, but now you're just coming and you're saying you need a personal day because <laughs> clearly that's what you're going to do. And I was like, yeah, I was like, and you know, we wound up talking. I was like, it would really mean a lot. So he's like, all right, if you can get him to come to the Christian Post, um, you know, we'll let you go. So I actually set it up and I, I, I had left work early the next day and I hung out with Scott Stapp on Staten Island, which was really cool. And then, you know, spoke to him and got him to come to the Christian Post to do an on-camera interview with me, which I had never done before. And mind you, I wasn't even a reporter at the time. Um, so I wound up interviewing Scott Stapp for about 40 minutes. Um, and then eventually I guess my boss liked the, you know, the aggressiveness as of which I did that. So he moved me back 
to being a reporter. But of course, it was back to that SEO trend garbage that made me want to rip my hair out. But I figured out how to do that. I, and I figured out how to do it really well, where I was, I was generating over a million views a month just for my articles. But I was writing so much. I was writing almost up to 12 articles a day sometimes. Um, and it actually consumed me in a terrible way. Um, and so were you married at this time? I was married. Yeah, I was I was pretty newly wow. married. And I, I was just writing all the time and writing on weekends. Because when when you got a certain amount of views, you actually got a bonus. And I wasn't getting paid a lot. But when I got the bonus, I was getting paid a lot. <laughs> and I would hit a double bonus if I reached a million. And I got to the million. So then I started making money. And I was like, okay, well, now. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll pick it up. So three, two. Yeah. So I was making money. So I I just, I, I wanted to keep going. And it consumed me in a bad way. So good. I'll just... And eventually they, they slowed me down. <laughs> and they were like, hey, you know, you're always, you're always, you know how to get a ton of traffic hits. You've interviewed people. You've done a good job. I, I you know, I had interviewed Carrie Job and Toby Mack and, you know, a couple of other people through the website in addition to what I was doing with the trends. So I, I was being versatile. So they're like, there's this website, breathecast.com. We just bought it. We want it to make it like the Christian MTV and we want you to have it and you're going to get a, a huge raise and... You know, you're going to be the guy, the associate editor. So now I'm super excited because basically, finally, after toiling and toiling, I'd finally be doing what I want. And it would kind of just be like what I was doing with Broken Records magazine, except now I was getting paid for it. <laughs> so I was like, yes, yes. So I, I actually, you know, stepped down from Broken Records, uh, which they, they actually aren't really around anymore. Right, right. I'm not sure what's going on with them. But um, they did have another editor-in-chief after me. So it wasn't like me leaving, you know, ended them. Um, so they did keep going on for a couple more years. But um, if it wasn't for Broken Records and that experience I had with them, you know, I, I probably wouldn't have been put in that position. I think that's a lesson also for, for artists that are, for, for artists and even writers or whoever who are afraid to do things for free, sometimes when you do things for free, it leads to great opportunities. Um, I was going to point that out, man. Right. I'm glad you did. Yeah. Yeah. So in this instance, you know, doing something for free that was a lot of work for two years actually led me to get what my dream job was at the time. Um, so I had a small team and the website was getting about 400 hits a month at the time. Um, and by the end of six months, also employing some of those secret SEO strategies that we were doing on the Christian Post, but mixing it up with... Um, we, I was, I was doing probably th about three or four interviews a week. We launched a YouTube show called BC Pulse, BC News, and BC Live, where we would have performers come in the studio. We, we got up to about four million, five million um, viewers a month on our show, on and on our website. And we had everybody from Lecrae, Chris Tomlin, Colton Dixon, Carrie Job, KB, Tadashi, Trip Lee, you know, everybody, the who's who of Christian music. Uh, came through into our studios in New York City and performed for us or interviewed on camera. Um, so it was it was it was really an amazing time, and it was really a team of like you know at any given point three to five of us, and we were we were really moving this. My my partner was was Jeannie Ortega, 
who was actually a Billboard charting singer in 2006 for her song Crowded featuring Papoose. Um, and she wrote music for the Disney Channel. Uh, she was on That's So Raven, that show on the Disney Channel for the theme song. Uh, Freedom Writers, she had a song on the contract. She did a tour with Rihanna. And she, you know, found herself, she became a Christian and found herself in sort of this in-between space and was like, you know what? I think God's pointing me to fill out this resume um, or this application to join Breathecast. <laughs> so she wow. she walked in one day and I, I knew who she was. I had seen her resume the day before and I was like, I was like, oh my God, like, this is this is a famous person who's going to come and they're, you know, they're going to work for me. <laughs> and, you know, eventually um, she also became an associate editor with me and, and her and I really, um, you know, ran this thing and we got to go to the Dove Awards and, and all these awesome premieres. And so how was the, uh, was great. To, so when she, when she was coming in, how was it from your standpoint of having to hire this person? Was it immediate? Okay. Yes, of course she's going to be hired. Or did you like have to look into other things to make sure she was actually qualified? Well, at the time, like it was only me. Um, and <laughs> my boss had came in and he was like, yeah, I, I, I spoke to her, her name, you know, he said her name, whatever, show me the resume. And I saw like the Disney thing. I saw the name, I saw billboard. And I was like, wait a second. And I looked up her video, her music video on YouTube, and I was like, was it was it this girl? <laughs> and at the time in the video, I think she was like 17 or 18. And he was like, yeah, that, that was her. I was like, yeah, that's her. She's famous. She had a hit. Um, so I think we kind of was just like, well, yeah, we obviously, we, we just need her to be here. <laughs> right, she, right. she, you know, she's been in the music industry. Um, she's done on camera work. Um, you know, at, and she will admit this to you at the time if she's listening and Jeannie, I love you. But at the time she was not a writer. Um, you know, she wrote music. So we basically had to do a little journalism, you know, one-on-one -on -one crash course. And she got up to speed really quickly and she's great with talking to people and, 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 you know, phone interviews and on camera stuff. And, and, you know, she became a great writer too. And she's actually still with She's not with Breathecast anymore. They moved her over to the Christian Post, and she's still there. And she's actually the host also of TBN Salsa on on TBN. So she's okay. doing she's doing great things. She's still doing music too. But uh, yeah, so her and I ran that website until about October 2015. And, you know, the management came in and was like, hey, we're getting rid of our New York office. And unfortunately, we're laying everybody off in the entire company. Uh, in the New York, because they, they had two offices, New York and D.C. So they laid off the whole New York office, uh, which was 20-something people or 30 people about programmers and, you know, writers and whatever. So for the first time in about five years, I, I, I didn't have a job. And I was like, well, what am I going to do? And my wife was, was super supportive. Uh, my wife works. Um, she's an accountant um, for New York State. So she had a job. So it wasn't like we were in trouble, but you know, I have to find a job. So I don't know. I don't know if you know him, but maybe a lot of listeners do. Tim Trudow of Syntax um, yeah, Records yeah. and Management. I, I had corresponded with him, you know, just through emails and I had met him once. He's like, hey, CCM Magazine is looking for a writer. Um, so he introduced me to Kevin Sparkman, who was the editor at CCM. And I wound up doing some articles for them. And I had met Chad 
And funny enough, um, I have never actually been in the same room or I've seen Chad since I met him in <laughs> in like 2014. So because Chad, Chad is on the West Coast and I'm on the East Coast. So obviously we're not having Rapzilla meetings um, in person. <laughs> so I actually haven't seen Chad since I've I've been working with Rapzilla. But I, I had I had emailed him and Philip Rude, who was also the co-owner at the time. And I was like, hey, do you guys do paid freelancing work? I just lost my job and, and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, no, we don't. But if we did, what would you want to be paid? <laughs> so, so, um, <laughs> straightforward. I like it. I like yeah. It. Well, Chad is very straightforward. Shout out to you, Chad, for being very straightforward, especially through email. You would think he's mean, but he's, he's a very nice guy. Um, but, um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, you know, we, we talked and we hashed it out and I did a couple of articles for them through that November and December, you know, getting paid by the article. And eventually I was like, hey, do you think, do you have a, a you know, a part-time position? I could do maybe 20 hours a week um, writing for Rapzilla and, you know, we came up with a price and, and yada, yada. Um, and they were receptive and I was in and I, I joined the team. Um, at the time, we had David Daniels, who is a phenomenal writer, and Stephen Solis, who was manning the submissions and has probably every, almost every uh, Christian rapper who is a somebody now um, has come through the inbox flow of Stephen Solis. Um, so that's why we call him the Wizard of Oz. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I was, I was part of the team and we got to do a lot of cool things. And then, you know, David left to work with Legacy um, and Steven stepped away for a little bit. So now it's it's kind of just me and I'm working full time. And then we have a, a bunch of freelancers and Chad and I are uh, kind of just running things now. Um, so right now I, I, I do a, before I was doing a lot of interviews and, and news pieces and articles. Now. I'm more, I was more focused on the submissions and the people coming in so we can get that new content on the site. But over the last couple of weeks, I've been incorporating the interviews back into it. So if anybody noticed or has cared enough to notice, um, I have been writing like good, nice articles more frequently and still handling the submission. So it's been a little crazy um, adapting my flow to try to get, you know, certain things done. Um, but I'm, I'm having a blast and my favorite thing in the world is interviewing people. Um, I don't even necessarily like writing the interview. I just like talking to people and, you know, hearing their story and, and, you know, just, just really opening up and doing stuff in that sense. Um, and I just love telling a good story. And that's, that's really my goal as a journalist is to have a good story where somebody can, you know, be moved or learn something. And I kind of want the artist to remember the interview. And I guess this would be a journalism tip. You know, don't be a generic interviewer. Don't ask the same questions. Do your research because they've probably answered these questions a million times. Any, any artist who comes out and says, hey, that's a good question or I've never been asked that before, you automatically are going to be now remembered by that artist because you're going to get that genuine reaction. Um, and that's always kind of my goal when I'm trying to do an interview. I want them to be so off their toes that, 
that I don't get that rehearsed answer um, and and you get something real. Um, And yeah, Yeah, I I guess, I I guess that's where I'm at now. That is my whole scope. (laughs) I asked somebody the other day, we did an interview on the, uh, uh, another podcast I'm on, Solomon Sports Podcast. We had an indie artist, Rare Breed, on. And I asked him, I said, you know, because I'm the same way. I want to I ask something that I, I don't think anybody else has ever asked for one reason or another. And he told me he, he had a lot of songs kind of in the queue, you know, ready to go. And I asked him, I said, do you have any fillers? And he stopped and looked at me like, <laughs> did you just ask me that? <laughs> but I was like, look, man, I just wanted to, you know, I don't think anybody else would ask you that. But um, you should have listened to his album first and been like, because I think track seven is kind of a filler. What do you think? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, man, whenever you get those, you know, when when somebody says, man, nobody's ever asked me that question before. uh, It it makes you feel good as an interviewer. Right. You you did something original. Right. Right. And that's always important on anything is, you know, being original, original content. Uh, I mean, what was your favorite interview that you've done or like the funnest interview you've done? Oh, boy. Um. I know it's got to be hard to think back because you've done a lot. Um, I'll try to go ones that I I'll, I'll go with ones that were meaningful to me, and then I'll give you an example of a very bad one that I wasn't expecting. <laughs> um, so I'm you know growing up in the church and and being a, a huge DC Talk fan when I was a kid, getting to interview Toby Mac totally blew my mind. Um, I was so nervous. Um, and I, I just, I didn't know what to expect. And, you know, I had done so many interviews and going into this one, I felt like I'd never interviewed somebody in my life and actually wound up being a very good interview. Um, so that was a memorable one for me. Um, someone like, and everybody knows this guy, um, Carmen, (laughs) everybody knows Carmen. If you grew up in the church in the eighties and the nineties, um, we did this big, huge thing for Carmen on Breathecast, we were going to, it was his comeback album after he had cancer and he survived cancer. And we were going to do this whole thing for him and premiere stuff. And I did this interview with him and it was just not good, but it wasn't my fault. It was one of those interviews where no matter like what you said or how you said, he just really wasn't, you know, working with you. It's like, it kind of like he wasn't interested. Um, yeah, yeah. And I, I pulled some stuff out. And ironically, the thing that got him to speak the most was when I talked about him rapping in 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 Christian music <laughs> in the early 90s. And I said, you know, you and Toby Mac um, and, you know, Toby Mac would not consider himself a rapper now. He said so many times. But in the 90s, he very much was the face of Christian hip hop. Um, and but Carmen was also rapping because that's what people did back then to draw in audiences that they had no business dealing with. Um, and he spoke so much about how him and Toby were like the pioneers of Christian hip hop. And it was, wow. and it was like, Carmen said he was a pioneer. Like he was just one of those people doing it original, um, you right. know, and, and it was, you know, they did a great job and, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, this is interesting. It was actually very interesting. Um, whether, you know, people feel like, you know, they believe that or not is fine, is one thing. Um, but yeah, you know, you get those interviews with other big people where they're just like, you know, you ask them this, and I, I won't give this person's name, but it, it was, um, they were on a compilation album for Billy Graham, and they had, they were known for having a relationship with Billy Graham, like being good friends with him. 
So I was like, over all these years that you've known Billy Graham, what's one story that stands out or pops out to you um, that you could share? He's like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. There's nothing really. And like, that was his answer. Like done <laughs> for Billy Graham. Right. And I was like, oh boy. I was like, this is not going to be a good interview. And that's one of those interviews where I ran through like 10 questions in maybe 15 minutes. And it was just like, okay, you know, you're one of the biggest Christian artists of all time. And you know, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know, it's cool. And it's an honor. Okay, wow. thanks. Um, and I was trying to think of stuff on the fly, and there was just nothing I could do. So a lot of those you got to chalk up. But yeah, I mean, I mean those those definitely stand out. The Scott Stapp one, I got to spend two days with him. That was cool. Um, uh, I had Spanish food with Lecrae in Brooklyn during an interview. <laughs> uh, that was that was really cool. Andy Minio came to Staten Island and did this cool thing for the uncomfortable release where he was at a skate park and they had a Nerf war. And I was the only... Oh, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. I was the only other press there besides MTV. Um, so we got to do a cool interview there. Um, and with Rapzilla, I would say I interviewed the wrestlers AJ Styles and Titus O'Neil. And I, okay. actu- I actually broke the, a Titus O'Neil story where he got suspended from the WWE. And I was actually the first person that he spoke to about his suspension. And that article kind of went mini viral uh, and found its way on SportsCenter. Um, so that, right. that was really cool. Uh, now I kind of have a relationship with Titus O'Neil, which is kind of cool and a little weird uh, to have a pro wrestler in your phone that sometimes, you know, you get hit up with a text. Um, but I, I, guess, I guess those are some of the more memorable ones. And I'll, I'll stop rambling now. <laughs> yeah, just uh, those those interviews where you have to pull stuff out is really difficult. Uh, you know, you just it's like no matter what you ask, they just don't want to give anything at all. Right, they're memorable and, for the wrong reasons. Yeah, and it's you know it's it's really a shame if um, and especially if you're an artist out there, anybody listening, get your interview games up. Like, go ahead and and, and be prepared at some point to answer some questions with with more than uh, I don't know. It's all right. Yeah, like essentially an interview is, regardless of how big the, the publication or the, the you know media company or whatever that you're doing with, I mean, they don't have to interview you. So right. they're essentially giving you free promotion because most of these artists are at a level where, you know, they don't have to pay to, to be on a website to be interviewed or, you know, stuff like that, which doesn't really happen often where you have to pay to be interviewed, you know, reviewed or, you know, something else. That's a different story. But a lot of these guys, you know, it's free press. Like you just put out an album or a music video or whatever, and people want to talk to you about it. So talk about it. <laughs> like this is part of your job. This is this. It's going to help you make money by answering yeah. these questions, or at least yeah. get some sort of notoriety. Every every little thing counts. Yeah, and people want to know more about you too. Like that's that's a lot of the reason why you know I kind of do my show was you know I, there's people out there just doing stuff. I just want to get to know them a little bit more. Um, you know, I've done you know a couple artist interview, and just getting to know the person, like you know, they're a real human being. They're not just a facade of an uh, of a character they dreamed up, and they're just putting it on an album cover. And so right. it's it's really important for anybody out there to you know if you're going to have any type of an impact. Uh, somebody may want to interview you for some reason, one or another. 
and it's really important. So, so as an interviewer, all the interviewers you've done, uh, for anybody out there, even myself, uh, if you had to give some kind of advice on an effective interview how, or how to do an effective interview, what would be some of the key points you would give? I'd say number one, and this is something that I kind of struggle with sometimes, but sometimes when you're too professional, I don't know if this is the thing I should have let off with, but I'll just say sometimes if you're too professional, it makes things very uptight. Like I'm not saying be a fanboy or a fangirl and kind of like geek out when you're interviewing somebody, but just like be yourself, be a human and have a conversation. Don't be so robotic and rehearsed when the, if you're doing it on camera, when the camera shuts off, don't be a totally different person. Just like, hello, hey, we, we're, we're, we're here today with, with Jason Bardot on the podcast and blah, 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 blah. And then it shuts off. Yo, man, what's going on? Like, how you feeling? Like, <laughs> like no, like, be yourself. Don't, don't put right. on a facade. And that gets, you know, the person that you're interviewing, you know, it makes them feel comfortable because, you know, they might be doing 10 interviews that day or five interviews that day. So, they, they, you know, they're getting shuffled in and out of places and on phone calls or whatever. So the more real you can be, you know, crack a joke if you have to make them laugh like don't be so like within yourself I have to stay here I have to stay here I can't look to the left or the right I just have to focus and I think that's that's I think um one of my I guess I guess biggest I don't want to say it's a biggest failure but something I'm not great at is sometimes I go too far that way where I'm like, oh, this is my best friend. And they're like, you know, I just met you. <laughs> but I've never I've never had a problem where they were like, bro, you need to relax. But, right. you know, but sometimes you feel it afterwards where you're like, mm, maybe, you know, I was a little too casual with them. Uh, so that that would be that would be number one, like find that balance on how to how to be professional, but be a person at the same time. Um, I just got to sorry, I got to do one short thing. I've never yeah. told anybody this before. The very first interview I ever did was with KJ52 whenever he was doing the Jonah. Hey, that's release. my boy, KJ. Now, let me tell you what I did. Before me knowing anything about anything, I didn't research nothing. <laughs> I, I wanted to sound professional, right? And I had no idea what professional was. And so I asked him, I said, I verbally asked him, so do I have your uh, permission to share this interview with the public? And he looked at me like I lost my mind. And I was like, I never did that again. <laughs> He's like, what? What are you? What are you going to do with it? <laughs> Keep it in the private? <laughs> I, I, I was thinking, like, you know, when you go to like parties or you go to places and you take pictures, you got to do like a photo release. I was like, you know, is there some type of a interview release that I'm supposed to get? And so I did that, and I, I think at that very moment, I really threw him off, and he probably thought I was some weird, creepy guy. Have you ever spoke uh, to him again? No. Oh, I'll, 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 uh, I'll shoot him a text and be like, Hey, you know, that, that Jason guy, he's all right. You could, he won't ask you that weird question again. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. So, uh, see you, man. So, uh, the next thing, um, well that, you know, that just ruined it. Don't ask them to sign interview release, whatever you do, they don't have to do it. They already have, you already have their permission. That would be step number two. Um, uh, all right, so let me think. Uh, so we got the the fine line of professionalism and being conversational. Um, I would say, I, which I mentioned before, try to find unique angles. I mean, there's of course certain questions that you're always gonna have to ask. Like, you know, they have a new album coming out, you gotta ask them about that, whatever. Where you're gonna get that generic rehearsed answer, but try to come up with something that's gonna throw them off their toes a bit and 
and make them think. Anytime they pause for more than three seconds or five seconds, you got them. So yeah. you could just keep hitting them with that, hitting them with that. Um, and they'll remember that. And a lot of times artists will, will be, or, you know, actors, whoever, they'll be grateful. They'll be like, oh, thank you, because I was so sick of talking about such and such. Um, so that would be the real number two. Um, number three, uh, be accurate. If you're, if you're unsure of something that they said, you know, you can, if, if possible, you know, try to get in touch with their manager or them themselves and say, hey, um, or if it's something that's really controversial, um, you could be that type of guy or girl that just goes out there and puts it out and makes a big mess of things, but that won't do so well for you moving forward. People aren't going to trust you as much, I would say. Uh, but you can say, hey, listen, you kind of said this thing here. Is that what you wanted to say? And if not, can you maybe clarify what you meant? And I think that goes a long way um, in the professionalism of actually getting people to trust you, to want to, um, you know, actually interview with you and and work with you. Um, that might not be the the hardcore news type thing to do where you're constantly looking for that controversy or chasing headline. But depending on, you know, it, it really depends on what field of journalism you're in and what you're trying to accomplish. And for me, I'm trying to tell a, a good story. Um, I'm trying to tell a hard story also if it needs to be. But I also don't want to go out there to try to destroy, you know, someone's reputation because of either A, a misquote, or something that they said that could be misconstrued, um, because at the end of the day, you know, they could just blame me for making it up, um, and then that just makes me look bad, even though maybe that's what they said. So that's I would say that's that's one thing. Um, have you ever had to change anything? Yes, I have actually, um, and this was uh, this was exactly what I said, where I got blamed and I have the audio record. I had the receipts, <laughs> the receipts right. to, to prove <laughs> that this guy said this in an interview. And I mean, to, and going, this was going back to Breathecast. And it was actually the first interview I did with Breathecast. So of course it was a great start. Wow. And we had an, a phenomenal interview. We spoke for about an hour. It was going well. It was like one of those interviews where you talk to the person and you're like, oh, we're going to be friends now. Um, right. And I, I wrote up the interview and you know, I posted it, the band shared it, they they tweeted it, they said it was great, blah, 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 blah. And then people started rallying around like a certain point in the article. And it, essentially, um, what it was is, they left their label. And they said, you know, the label, you know, we felt very constricted by the label. Um, we felt like we couldn't be creative, we didn't have any freedom. And you know, this and that. So people were like, yes, thank you for leaving the label, blah, blah, blah. So then they get an email from the label the next day. And they're like, uh, how could you guys say that? You know, blah, blah. And it wasn't even like he bashed them. He was just like, you know, we wanted our freedom and to do this and that. So then they, they put out this whole um, thing on their Facebook page that said that last article, we were, we were misquoted and, you know, Breathe, Breathecast made a story up and this and that. And they completely threw us under the bus before they even emailed me about it uh, for correcting it. And, and I said to them, I was like, I sent you guys the articles before they went live. You saw them. You shared them. And as a matter of fact, the articles were still up on their page even <laughs> after all this happened. 
I right. said, I even have the audio of you saying this. Like, this is what you said. Uh, nah, they didn't say that. And I was like, I can send you the clip right now. I quoted it like verbatim. Um, so I, I made a correction and I, you know, it was the first real article, big article we had for Breathecast. So at the time I like, I went above and beyond. Like I, I fixed it up. I, I like made the announcement on our socials and, and they didn't even bother to share the new corrected version and they never even took down the old one. So I don't, I don't really know what the deal was with them, but I did make a note in my head that I would never interview them again. And thus far, I have not. Um, so yeah, That's crazy man. So that that would be a good point for uh, I guess issue. I think it was number three that I brought up. Um, yeah, if you want to avoid a headache, even if they said it, make sure that that's what they meant. Um, right, right. Yeah. So there's one example. Yeah. I think that's you know, I, uh, thankfully that's one area I can avoid is uh. You know these these interviews that I do, it's it's all straight from them audio. Right, right. And uh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I don't have to face that specifically. But um, but yeah, man. So uh, I don't want to eat up too much of your time. I, I I would like to dive into an area where uh, where we both operate, and, and that is handling music submissions. Yeah, um, let's do it. We you know you do it for Abzilla, do it for Track Stars, uh, and I'm sure we are two of the. Two of the places that a lot of people send stuff to, and so I actually did an article a while back, and uh, one of the biggest things for me, and, and if you want to, we'll just go back and forth on like, yeah. you know, maybe something we we say not to do. I'll let you lead off though. Okay. So, so these are things to not do, or, or what you should not do, what you should avoid if you're trying to send music in to get recognized by, uh, and, and I'll say a Christian media outlet. Right. And I mean, a lot of a lot of these, it doesn't even have to be a Christian media outlet either, um, for sure. Um, and I, I tweet, I usually tweet out daily when I see one of these transgressions against humanity. I will tweet <laughs> it immediately with the hashtag artist tip. And I'll say, don't blah, 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 do this. Those. So, all right, here's one from the other day. Do not put the link to your video or song in the title of the email. One... Mm -hmm. You can't click on the headline of an email. And two, I don't know what the heck this is. It's just a jumble. It's just a jumble of a link in the headline. Like no introduction, no whatever, you know, email John Smith, you know, at gmail.com. And then the headline is H HTTP, blah, 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 YouTube, whatever. And you're like, okay, well, I'm just going to delete this one. All right. So there's one. You go. So that doesn't even get open. That doesn't even get open. That's just deleted. Because if you couldn't, gotcha. you couldn't even figure out how to say like song with a title. They're trying to save time. Uh, one of my biggest things, and, and this is when I shared in, in my article, is uh, if you're a Christian artist, do not. And, and I'll just admit, me and my cousin released a very poorly done mixtape a while ago, and he had a friend that did the cover art, and he put. Uh, parental or spiritual advisory or whatever yes. don't don't terrible put idea any type of a, a different form of the parental advisory sticker on the cover art because when you got 300 submissions that you got to go through when your cover art has that it's an automatic trash for me right and uh, and when people yeah. see it too they're just like oh yes. what because people don't read we know this um so <laughs> they'll see the picture and they'll automatically 
be like, why is this guy doing this? And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. So that's, that's, that's one you don't do. Uh, you're, you're up. Uh, yeah, watch. I'm just going to forget everything now. Oh, well, I guess this is this is similar. Don't send music to a Christian outlet that has parental advisory. Or my favorite is when they when they'll um they'll write in in their email, "Hi, I've thoroughly read your website and had to submit and everything and I love this is my favorite website and blah 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 blah." And then everything that they do in that email is completely wrong. They submitted a, a heavy metal song. This is a hip hop website. So clearly <laughs> You're just sending the same generic email to everybody and you're just lying because we don't cover explicit heavy metal at Rapzilla. Um, so right. <laughs> there's one. Uh, another one I would have is telling us that you are next and that your music is so fire. Yeah. Uh, if your music is good, let it speak for itself. As soon as I see somebody trying to convince me ahead of time that it's fantastic, then I already have like it's already one notch down, right? You really need to be blown away by that point. I mean, by by that point, like <laughs> I'm saying this it, because I'll be honest, nobody who has ever sent me music that has said that wasn't good. Yeah, None. I I someone sent me an email two weeks ago that said I am the best um, female in Christian hip hop. Wow. Um, I'm better than so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And, so and, so and, so and I am the best. I clicked I don't it. Do that. I clicked it. I got 10 seconds in and I was like, no, you're not. <laughs> and the, the email was deleted. Um, all right. What's another one? Let's see. Um, hmm. I, I, I got one. And, and this might be just for me. Okay. Right? That's why you're thinking... Uh, and I posted this and somebody actually responded to me and said, thanks for letting me know this. And I actually got <laughs> this from Trackstars a long time ago. A long time ago, I got this from them, but it, it still stands today. Don't blast a prayer. If you're an indie artist and, and you're on the come up, you're trying to be on the come up, don't send the same exact email to everybody generically. Don't don't send it to 100 different media outlets. Yes, that's actually... I I had that in my head and that's what I forgot. When you open the email and there's like all these people CC'd on it, yeah. like a hundred people, that's a deletion yep. for me. That's automatic. And, uh, and, and give them what they request. Like if they want an MP3 file, send the MP3 file. I don't want to have to download an MP4. That's, that's not what I'm here to do. Uh, you got to make it easier for them and, and people set up. And I even said this to somebody uh, personally. I said, when you think about it, like everybody has their Google files like tagged in a certain way to hit certain folders. Right. If you don't do it the way they, they request for you to do it, it may never ever hit the music submission folder. Yeah. I mean, so just do whatever the website wants you to do. Right. I mean, if the website is kind enough to give you instructions that say, you know, A, A through F, this is exactly how you do it, then do it exactly how they do it. I mean, they're, they're <laughs> letting you know. Don't miss one. Don't skip one. It says, this is how you could be on our website, which I will bring to the next point. Sometimes people do do the A through F and they do a fantastic job, but sometimes the quality, you know, just isn't there or for whatever reason, you know, that post is not able to go up. And that does happen sometimes where it's like, dang, you know, they did everything right, but you know, it, you know, we just didn't like it. Um, so for those people, I'd say, don't be discouraged. At least you have some sort of professionalism 
and can read and whatever under your belt, you know, keep submitting. Maybe it just wasn't the right song or the right time for you. Um, but at least, you know, if you're doing it right. And for those people, like I would tend to respond back and I would say, hey, you know, you did everything right. Um, you know, we just, you know, we weren't really feeling it or whatever. Um, but if it's just people who don't put in an effort, it's just, you know, trash or not posted. Um, uh, so what, what was another one? It's every time I have it and then I think about what you're saying and it reminds me and then I totally forget. Oh, don't make sure your hyperlinks work. I would say yeah. so many times it'd be like, check out my Facebook page and I'll click it and it's a dead link or, or mm -hmm. one time I clicked on somebody's link and it took me to a different artist and I'm like, well, I, I don't know. Maybe you were following a different artist template or something and you just forgot to remove <laughs> the hyperlinks from his template. I was like, but I've, I've seen those templates. Yes. I was I've like, so, them. so that wasn't good. You probably should have checked. Or even yeah. sometimes that the name of the song is spelled wrong. I've seen the name of the artist spelled wrong. Um, and, and I guess to, to harp on this same point, don't be inconsistent with your, you know, if your name, let's just, let's just say uh, the name is J hyphen Smith. Don't say like J hyphen Smith and then just say J Smith or then, you know, just write Smith on like and so on three different social media accounts or three different tracks your name is spelled in a different way or your song is called praise god or the next time we when we upload it it says praise gods and stuff like that because then it's like we we have no idea what is the name of your right. song what is your actual name there's three different ways to spell it be consistent make sure it's correct and make sure your links work sorry that yeah that had me flying I, I've been confused before because like the name of the song on the mp3 link like the name of the song will be like spelled differently right and then what they send me is spelled differently and a lot of times you know I just you know the way we respond is we put the name of the song and if that song if you don't correct the name of that song that I write then that's that's what's going up and uh and I've had people tell me like oh that, that's not the name of the song or something like that and I'm like well I, I, I couldn't tell you didn't enter the information correctly or I'd have the right song name yeah. Which goes back to our previous point. Yeah. <laughs> do what they want you to do the way you want they need to do it. Yeah. If there's a hyphen, if there's a space, if there's a period in there, like make sure that's there. Um, because there's there's no way for us to tell if you have it if you have it all over the place. And and, and this is one uh from me, and this isn't really necessarily just music submissions, but uh this is probably more of a social media thing. Because what I like to do, too, as well, is a lot of artists, you can't tell if they're... Because not everybody's explicitly Christian in their lyrics. Right. So, you know, I'm sure you do as well, and, and, and I search their social media. And uh, and if your social media is 100% self-promotion, just trying to get people to buy your stuff, it puts a bad taste in my mouth. Um, yeah. When, when the only thing people can do is talk about themselves, I don't even know if I want to really support the music. Yeah. It makes sense. I mean, it's it's kind of hard for me to do that. I mean, you know, if it's good, I'll let it pass through. But, you know, it's it's going to have me second question in your heart behind the whole situation. Because sometimes, every once in a while, you know, I'll just pull an artist to promote. Uh, if it's something that's really, really, really good. And, and I want to make sure their heart's in the right place. If you're just 100% self-promotion, uh, that, that, that just looks bad uh, in the Christian setting, I would say. Um, one, I would say is always send a high resolution photo 
of yes. yourself and or your artwork? Well, I would say both, honestly, because we need to know sometimes what people look like eventually. Um, and and also, you know, your your artwork. Don't send something you did in Microsoft Paint. Um, if you <laughs> if if that's all you have, you know, then maybe wait and pay somebody or find somebody or or just use a picture. Like some people will put out something that looks like they made on Microsoft Paint. This is my track cover. I'm like, no, then you should have just sent a picture of yourself because this is really bad. Like that's embarrassing. Um, like look look professional. Fake it. Fake it if you have to. But like, you know, do do better. Um, you know, if, if you're not at a point where you can get, you know, the proper materials that you need, then maybe you have to wait a little bit. Um, and that's fine. But you'd rather make that better first impression than just be like, here's my junky looking stuff or quality sounding music. I'm just going to put it out there because I made it. Um, because then next time, maybe it is better, but we've already seen that name before. And we're like, oh, this guy is always submitting trash. <laughs> yes. So we, you might skip over it. I have one of those currently, actually. <laughs> um, no offense if you're listening to this. You probably don't know who you are, but... Uh, yeah, speaking of the cover art, I've actually had people screenshot a picture of their SoundCloud page of the track being played. Like, they'll screenshot their Whoa. track being played on their phone. See that? I have never experienced that. That's amazing. I've actually had that a few times. I'd welcome screenshot that. something on their phone. I would, I would <laughs> welcome that more. I was like, at least they tried something different. I have never seen this before. I will remember it for sure. And, and these are just, I don't know, it's also, and it's not just music submission. It's... It's professionalism. It's taking the time to care enough, uh, investing enough into your future. If you believe in your music enough, let people know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, these are just things that you need to do. You need to think about. And uh, I had another one, too. Oh, man. I forgot. While you think, I I thought of another one. Do not send old music. Do not be like, hey, I recorded this track in 2013, and I thought it was dope. And, you know, your audience should hear it. And I'm like, okay, but you recorded this five years ago. Like, where are you as a person now? Like, what have you done? Why is anyone going to care if it was five years ago? Unless it's the most amazing song in the world that nobody heard five years ago. I could see that. But generally, my rule of thumb, since there's so many submissions to wade through, if the song is older than a month, a month and a half old, um, I'm not going to I'm not gonna post it. Even if it's great. Cause it's just like I have so many, so much more current stuff that I need to post that I can't go and post a song from April or May and when we're in the middle of July. Um, like when if, if you recorded that song in April, then you should have tried to get placement with that song in April, not in July. What were you doing in those four months or whatever in between? Um, that's a big one for me too. Like just be current with your music and your art and your ability. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, one that I have, and I haven't had it in a while, but I used to get a whole lot of them. Whenever parents send in their kids' music with sob stories attached to them, <laughs> uh, that's extremely uh, kind of distasteful. And, and, and it's not like good music from young kids. It's like they held a microphone like five feet from their mouth and they played a CD player in the background. And... Um, and yeah, that's that's another one. Don't hold a microphone to your mouth and have music playing in the background somewhere and send that in. <laughs> uh, we, we cannot post that. We just can't. 
<laughs> we, we we know what it sounds like that within three seconds of pressing play. We know that yes. we do not have to listen any further to know that it's going to be a no. Uh, I, I'll say this. I, I'm going to give away a, a little uh, secret of mine. Uh, one of our writers, Kenny, uh, I actually send him the worst of the worst submissions that I have uh, just so he can uh, kind of get a good laugh. <laughs> Uh, I've done so that. I send, it, I send it to him, and I always, you know, depending on how it is, I'll say another one and another one, and he'll just text me later in response to it. Um, yeah, there's, I just don't think people, if you could just give an average of of how many songs, maybe in a week or so that you get, what would you say your number is? Um, let's see. For a week, most of them, most of them honestly come in. Of course, when I get off of work, so I'm always behind, um, especially over the weekend. But anywhere on a slow week from 150 until up until 300 to 400 song submissions a, um, a week, maybe. Um, so it's it's a lot of sorting to go through, which would right. which would bring me to my next point, which you kind of said already. Um, the less work that you create for us to do, the easier it will be to post you. Like if we have to, if we have to go and find the picture of you, if we have to go find your social media handles, if we need to go find more information about you, if we have to correspond back and forth to get more info, it's not helpful. It slows us up. It makes us less likely want to post you because you did not provide anything to help us. So help us help you. Provide as much information as you possibly can, even if it's too much information, which sometimes that happens too because you're only looking for a certain amount. But at least, you know, you gave it an effort. Like my pictures are here. Here are all my links. Here's my entire life story, my biography going back to when my grandparents came from <laughs> to America. Like I've seen that too. Like people are talking about, I was born yeah. in North Carolina and whatever. And I was like, okay, I don't care, but I appreciate the effort. Um, <laughs> you know, you, you have that too. Um, I mean, help us help yeah. you make like our, if, if it's hard to do, it's, it's, it's time consuming and we're going to miss out on other things also. Yeah, man. I think that's good. I, I think that's enough for people to, to take in and, and make the changes uh, accordingly. So um, we need to write those out and post them somewhere. Like if this is like a big office building, we should post it right on the front door. Yeah, I, I, I actually, they... I, I, I guess I'll send you the link after, but I did write an article for Rapzilla called, I'm, I'm going to butcher the name, so you could drop a link somewhere. <laughs> but it, it's, it's something to the extent of, of how to get your press release and music heard on websites and I kind of I kind of break down a lot of the things we talked about like the do's and the don'ts um, this is what you should do you know how to write a press release which is you know a lot of people don't know how to write a press release um, and which seek help you know it's not right. that it's I mean not to say that it's not that hard but it is like a skill like you need to be able to grab people's attention and do different things like that um, so that kind of just gives you the ins and outs. That would be a good story. And I guess, I guess since this is a business podcast, I'll give myself a little plug. On the low, <laughs> I write, I work with a lot of indie artists um, and up and coming artists and help them get their professional stuff in order. And I do write press releases and press kits for artists who are, you know, looking for some help. 
and it is paid and it has nothing to do with Rapzilla. Like they will send it to me. And the first thing I say is I will write this for you, but it does not guarantee that it'll get on Rapzilla. It does not guarantee anything. This has nothing to do with Rapzilla. This is me um, doing a service for you. You know, the quality of your music or whatever will determine, you know, whether you're on Rapzilla or not. Uh, Fortunately, you know, a lot of good people, I've worked with a lot of good people that have gotten their music posted on Rapzilla. Um, And it was because of the quality, not that, you know, I got paid to write their press release. Um, So I want to I want to make that super clear. Um, But I'm very cheap. I will write your press release for 30 bucks and I will have it to you and it'll look very pretty and nice. And depending on the level of where it's at, you know, I have a $75 one and then I even have a, a campaign package where I'll email publications for you and kind of act like a one time project PR. That's my side hustle that uh, puts puts a little extra bread in my pocket because journalists don't make a lot of money. Um, and um, yeah, so you can find me if you would like to know how to write a press release or you can read that article or you can find someone else. It doesn't matter, but find somebody who can help steer you in the right direction to get your professional orders um, in line with getting your music heard and just looking good to you know, people that you're trying to reach. Yeah. Speaking of reach, when you think about it, Lecrae, you know, he had a bin washer there for the professional end of stuff. Right. Uh, you can be the best artist in the world, but if you don't have that business in, if you don't have somebody helping you with that, you're not really going to get too far. Yeah. You, uh, you can only rap to so many people like on your Instagram or, you know, on your YouTube page without any sort of plan of where to yeah. go next. Yeah, and I would seek, or I would tell people, not me personally, but I would tell people seek for some type of a, a, a artist management help of some sort. Uh, that's you know that's what a lot of artist managers that's what they're there for is to help you with that stuff, uh, get your music out and, and all of that. But you know, Justin here, he you know, he he will help you with some of that stuff. Um, so you know, at least get the basics done, at least the basics. Uh, you know, I've seen so many people that will just write in some random stuff. And uh, again, like you said, they'll say, I really love your website. It's fantastic. And then they'll spell track stars wrong. <laughs> or how about and, they'll and send you the name of the wrong website? Yeah. You ever seen that? <laughs> I've seen, uh, I'll be honest, I don't read all of the press releases. I usually listen to the music first. But sometimes I'll just see like them spell track stars wrong. Because uh, they normally do it with the S because of autocorrect. And then they'll have like a whole bunch of other stuff. Like this song will be perfect for your website. And like you said, it'll be like a blues song. I'm talking about actually receiving an email on Rapzilla addressed to track stars. Like I've seen that happen. I haven't seen that happen. And I'm like, should I delete this or should I at least let them know? (laughs) I don't, I, I actually don't remember what I chose to do, but I was like, wow. Okay. You did not pay attention or you press send by accident. Um, so th- that sort of stuff is funny because you could tell right away you're like, oh boy, they need help. They need some right. help. <laughs> yeah, I would also say if you're getting stuff done for you for free, uh, don't rush. Now, I understand I don't get everything posted immediately, but I have had people that's been like, hey, y'all said you accepted a song. When are you going to post it for me? And uh, don't, don't do that. We're, we're one person. 
You're, yeah. You are one person for Trackstar. I'm one person <laughs> yeah. for Rapzilla. I only have two hands to type with, and they're getting more crippled by the years as I keep writing. Yes. Don't rush me. Yes. This, Man, this has been good. This has been good. <laughs> <laughs> this is just us venting about, about yes, the things. Yes, it kind of is. This isn't for anybody. This is just for me, for me and you. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But hopefully, hopefully somebody here and it'll change their life because their song will make it through the process accordingly. <laughs> and um, and their music will get discovered and they'll get put out there and they will blow up. Uh, but don't tell me you're going to be the next Lecrae. Don't tell me that. Yes. Uh, don't tell me you're going to be the next area or you're the best white rapper since Andy. Don't tell me that either. Cool. Oh, you just reminded me of something funny. <laughs> Talking about Lecrae. And this will keep happening, I guess, the more we talk. So we're just going to have to stop eventually. But somebody somebody said, um, you know, I'm influenced. My biggest inspiration or influence is Lecrae or whatever. And I'm get, or I sound like Lecrae, something to that extent. But they spelled Lecrae wrong. And usually the, the way to spell Lecrae, you know, they'll do the L-E capital C-R-A, yeah. or they'll switch the E and the A, which is a, a typo. This person spelled Lucrae, L-U-C-R-A-E, Lucrae. Like Lupe? Lupe? Yeah, like Lupe, but Lucrae. And I was like, wow, uh, that is a typo I have never seen. This takes a special kind of dedication. Um, yeah, that that reminded me. That, that just happened, I think, this week <laughs> on Monday. Wow. Yeah, there, there's just so much, man. There really is, and uh, and so we got we got some of it out there. Uh, so at least we got that vending process done. We'll, we'll come back in a year and see if anybody's improved. And, yeah, we'll uh, compare notes. <laughs> All right, well, Justin, uh, tell everybody where they can find you, at, man. This has been incredible, and I know uh, some folks may need to push press release done. Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at Justin Sarachik, just my name, so J U S T I N. S-A-R-A-C-H-I-K. You can find me there. Uh, Same thing for Instagram. I think Instagram, I just have the letter J with my last name, Sarachik. You can follow me on there. But fair warning, I post a lot of pictures of my baby and food. So if you're not into that, follow me on Twitter because that's more professional uh, where I I keep it strictly about music. Um, If you're interested in my music, my band is called Process of Fusion. We have an album, a 14-track album that we've been rec- recording for two years, uh, finally coming out this fall. Um, really excited about that. Um, but other than that, I mean, you could catch me on Rapzilla. Please submit things professionally. Submit quality. Say what's up. Don't call me Jason, which a lot of people... I mean, your <laughs> name is Jason, but a lot of people call me Jason Oh, really? Um, yes. Like, even <laughs> in real funny. life, to be like, hey, what's going on, Jason? My name is Justin. Um, so you could say what's up. Um, and I'm just, I'm here for the good stories. So if, if you feel like you're one of those people, which now I'm, I'm regretting saying this, yeah, that you're going to have yeah. a good story. Don't do it. Yeah, don't do don't it. Do it. <laughs> just don't, don't do If it. you feel don't like you have it. a good story, ask somebody else first. And if they tell you it's a good story, then you could you can hit me up. all right man well i I appreciate you taking the time doing this uh, this episode of the business with bordeaux podcast uh it was fun man i had a great time and i looking forward to connecting with you more and just seeing uh seeing what else uh because you you got great articles out there man you you do your job really well i appreciate it and that was another reason i wanted to get you on here is because i know it's just not uh not something you just woke up and decided to do one day i could tell you put some time into it and, uh, and that's what we want people to do is whatever they are doing, do it to the best of their ability. And so 
anyway, man. Uh, so until next time, man, I hope everything goes well and, uh, I'll be excited to actually hear your album coming out soon. Yeah, man. Me too. It's <laughs> like I said, we've been recording it for two years. Oh, real quick. I'm sorry. I, I have my own podcast and it's not competing with yours. Don't worry. Mine's called survival of the artist and it's artists talking about how they have survived in the music industry. Well, yours is more the industry side talking to artists. Mine is the artist actually saying how they've survived. Um, so that's survival of the artist. You can find that on SoundCloud. Um, cause I knew I was going to forget to say that. And I did. Um, so, <laughs> but Jason, dude, thanks so much for having me. Uh, it's been a blast. It's, it's nice to be on the other side and getting interviewed for once hasn't happened in a long time for me. Um, and I appreciate it. And you do a great job with your podcast as well. And I'm, I'm trying to reach your level, man. I'm trying to get uh, to, I'm trying to get to uh, where you're at because you, you've you know, done a lot more interviews than I have. Listen, <laughs> you've got a lot more subscribers than I do on SoundCloud, and you have a Patreon, which I haven't done yet. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna be looking, I'm gonna be watching you, and I'm, gonna, I'm gonna see what you do. <laughs> I'm gonna try to incorporate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's very funny, man. On that note, on that note, uh, definitely gonna have to end this because I don't like a pedestal. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. We well, all make sure you go follow him on everything and hit him up uh, and let him know how fan I'm playing. Don't let him know how fantastic your music is. Just do things the right way. Just do in, it the in right professional way. way. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. Thank you. You too. All righty. That was the interview with Justin Sarachick from RepZilla.com. Make sure you hit him up and, uh, and you know, if you need some help with some of the services that he can offer or that he does offer that he can help you with, make sure you go and do that. And Justin, again, I thank you so much for doing the interview and I'm still always looking for people to interview. So if you know of anybody who would be a good fit for the show, please let me know or let them know that way I can reach out to them or vice versa. And, and I appreciate you. I really do. And if you're interested in doing it yourself, hit me up. Uh, either way, head over to businesswiththeborder.com for the uh, the contact page. There will be the best way to get up with me. You can also hit me up on Twitter or Instagram at JasonBordo1. And so, um, uh, again, I do want to thank uh, Aaron Simkins at True Strength Apparel for being a great supporter of the show. Make sure you go hit him up on his website. And I want to shout out Trackstars. Uh, you know, Trackstars Podcasting Network is growing we have uh, some great shows as a part of that and you know this show is probably least on the totem pole and that's not me being humble i'm just saying i work with a bunch of great people and great teams and so i'm very grateful to be a part of that so make sure you check out all the shows head over to trackstars.com for all of that and also if you want to check out solomon sports podcast that's another podcast that i have uh, make sure you do that. It's a fun podcast. I really enjoy doing it, especially if you're a comic book person or you really love hearing about like deep Bible topics. We cover that on that show. And so that's it for the show this week. I want to thank all of you for tuning in. Uh, if you if you really enjoyed it, please share it. You can head over to iTunes, rate and review the show. That'd be a great help. I have had several people who have found the show because of that. So it really does help. It really does. So I appreciate all of you, and remember, the more you know, or actually, sorry, the more you learn, the more you know, and the more you know, the more you grow. Thanks, and God bless.